Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number five of the virtual experience. I'm here with Sean Cuerpo. What's up? What's up? He's from LA, just mm-hmm. moved to here to Columbus. How long ago? Uh, two and a half weeks now. Oh. Going on three weeks. It's weird. And how's it been, man? How do you like CBUS? Welcome, first of all. Thank you. Welcome to the 614. You. you know, I've actually gotten a lot of really friendly faces when I'm out in stores and just, uh, workers come up to me. Really nice people, really polite. I'm awesome. loving it. I thought it was going to be more humid, but it's not that bad. It's yeah. not that bad. I can walk around in long sleeve, no problem. <laughs> that must That's be an LA thing, man. Yeah, I've man, been sweating yeah. these past few weeks. Oh man, I guess so. Yeah, but it's been pretty warm, but I can I can manage, I guess. It's been nice though. Thank you. Thank you. I love the rain, the weird bursts of rain. Yeah. It's a bit weird. I was driving and then it's just thunder and lightning and rain and God. That's new. So if you ever go to LA, if anybody has visited LA, it's never like that. It's yeah. never at all like that. Ohio is very bipolar as far as weather goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always switching up on us, and we, mm-hmm. you think the weather people are getting it right, but three sixty here comes a fucking thunderstorm. Yeah, or yeah. Here comes another heat wave. That's so funny. But man, what brought you to Columbus from LA? Like, uh, well, um, me and my girlfriend have been dating for almost uh, two years now, and okay. we were just tired of being apart. Well, I was tired of being apart from her. Mm-hmm. And, but she goes to CCAD, so the Columbus College of Art and Design, studying okay. fine art and uh, I believe game design. That's mostly. awesome. So, yeah, she's doing big stuff here and I was tired of missing out. So I figured um, I'd want to come out here because I lived in California my whole life. I'd only known LA, Orange County weather, sunny, 70 to 80 degrees all year long, which is great, but you know, time for a change. Absolutely. I mean, as far as like, you know, creating that deeper relationship, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with a girlfriend or a yeah, boyfriend, yeah. you know, I feel like being there with them, experiencing things mm-hmm. closely and more consistently is mm-hmm. very important as far as building towards something bigger. 100%. So yeah. I respect that, man. Making the jump for someone you love and care about. Yeah. yeah. Um, some people would not do that. So yeah, that was my only option. Honestly, I was literally going to do anything I could to get out here. I dropped everything. I dropped everything just to come. What What are some things that you dropped? I I know you know just from past mm-hmm. conversations. You said you were working on some acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what what things were you doing out in L.A. before you came out to Columbus? So I was actually I was signed to an agency. I was going to acting schools. Um, if anybody's familiar with Howard Fine and David Corey, they're huge out in L.A. Two of my greatest mentors in life. I had to say goodbye, say goodbye to my agent, say goodbye to my parents. I was a nurse. Um, I hated it. Hated it. It wasn't a passion of mine. I did it for a long time. Um, I love helping people. I, t- I love talking to people, clearly. Yeah, But absolutely. nursing just wasn't it. And um, so I picked up coding, software programming, mm. building websites, website design. And in the course of about four months, four or five months, I became a certified developer. So I'm still unemployed, but looking for a job. So if anybody knows anybody, hit me up. Yeah. Absolutely, man. It's, you know, it's crazy times with COVID as far mm-hmm. as unemployment goes. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm someone like you with the mindset, I'm sure you'll get a job here soon, especially with coding. It's all remote work. Yeah, exactly. Don't need to be exactly. in an office. Just keep pushing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also mentioned me, you know, you're a big fan of photography, oh, yeah. not specifically with cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you've got a dope exotic car, hit up Sean 
to get you a photo shoot in. He will get you right. Yeah, He'll please have your do. car looking clean. Thank you, thank you. So, anyways, being in Columbus, you're two weeks in. You know, what? what is the plan? What's the intention of, you know, being in Columbus right now? What are some of the thing, the goals you have instilled mm-hmm. here? Well, actually, you know, it's so funny. Being unemployed but having all this free time um, and having pursued acting, I realized so much how much passion and, and um, ambition really leads to some kind of really untold happiness man yeah. i mean i'm here and all i have focused on is building my own website which is published already and trying to meet people to photograph their cars and it's a completely different mental narrative that i'm having filled with positivity and love and almost um mm. this huge optimism for the future man and i know you can relate to that yeah i know you can relate <laughs> to that and um you know my girlfriend was my biggest passion i'm a huge romantic and learning to follow my instinct no matter what and my truth no matter what that is you know without hurting anybody in the process of course um has led to such huge mental shifts and um you know changes in tone for life just in general yeah it's been amazing so i mean to answer your question i think i diverted um yeah i want to really flesh out um this new ambition this new passion i have so i published a website it's called nine three drive art and I call it 9-3 because when your hands are on the, are on the steering wheel, it's at a 9 and 3. Mm. So you can only really make stories when you're behind a car, when you're with people that love cars. So it's the idea of we all have cars for a reason. And I think everybody wants to have their story told or has a story. You know? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So life is about stories and telling stories. I mean, people have plays and movies and those are all stories, right? Mm-hmm. So. I love photography, I love programming, and I love writing. So I figured I might as well combine. Mesh. Exactly. Combine them. Right? I've always wanted to be an automotive journalist, but I hate what automotive journalism is today. It bores the sh- Can I cuss? Absolutely. It bores absolutely. the shit out of me. <laughs> it bores the living shit out of me. Um, it's so much less about personality than it is about the specs of a car, what it can do. And at the end of the day, who gives a fuck about that? Because yeah. we have unique cars and we make unique choices in life that aren't related to always having the best thing right Mm -hmm. but yeah that's what my passion is about just telling people stories about their cars and you know being able to do all my hobbies at once because why the fuck not if i can make a living out of that that's crucial what you're saying you know combining your hobbies i feel like people need think they have to focus on one thing Mm -hmm. put in like 90 percent towards one thing but at the end of the day it's better to be skilled on multiple things because you're going to be more diverse more mm-hmm. versatile you're going to be able to offer more to per se a new business to a startup mm-hmm. to a relationship just because you yeah, experience right? so much mm-hmm. um what are some experiences that you had before coming to columbus that really changed your mental state and allowed you to obtain confidence to you know be an actor mm-hmm. to mm-hmm be a nurse or step into coding right away, you know, after a few months? Mm -hmm. Well, my whole life I joked around with my friends, you know, I'd get an agent and um, just kind of lived the lifestyle. And there was one time, I think it was a Friday or Saturday night, I was getting Raising Canes (laughs) out in Orange County with my mom and I get a phone call and it's from my agent. And I have to tell my mom, hey mom, you know, I got to step outside and take this call. 
And I answered, it's my agent. And, and you know, she's like, she's telling me, hey, Sean, do you want to go for this role? I know it's, it's this, um, I know you're straight, but it's this gay thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yo, Beverly, yo, book it. Yeah, put me on for that. that. Sounds dope. And then it's just, that's such a cool thing to be able to, it's, it's a small instance in life. It's just a phone call. But it's something I'd work towards forever and dreamt about forever, having to step outside and take a call. And that was one of those times I just felt as if, I never got the role, obviously, but I felt on top of the world just being able to have a journey somewhere. Sounds like that small win, mm-hmm. like in that moment, was a really big win for you. Huge. Getting that Huge. call, being able to tell your mom, wait, yo, Huge. I just got this phone call from an agent. I need to step outside, you know, thinking about how she feels, that proud, that mm-hmm. level of proudness that her son, you know, is out here taking risks. Yeah, yeah. As far as acting goes, mm-hmm. that's one of the most difficult industries. Yeah. You know, one out of a specific amount of people get that Tom Cruise role, that yeah, Tom right. Hanks or mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. So first of all, I'll just say, you know, congrats even stepping into that environment because that's a very uncomfortable environment yeah. but people need to start to realize uncomfort is going to allow you to grow 100 percent, dude 100 percent. i actually never got a yes so i never booked a role for all the hundreds of auditions i went out to man but it never stopped me yeah actually also one of the worst things i think i experienced i drove two hours to an audition the audition lasted 15 seconds and it was even a longer drive back home yeah that was defeating i felt like crap on the way home yeah. uh, knowing i wasn't gonna get it um, but feeling as if I wasn't going to get it. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about pushing through all that crap. Because Facts. at the end of the day, it's just crap anyways. You know? I mean, there's going to be these barriers that pop up as you're on your journey. And you're just going to have to take that hammer in your hand and just keep busting away. You 100%, know, and it's, yeah. gonna, it's never going to stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it does, you know, if there aren't any barriers, then we're not going to be able to learn and progress yeah. the way we need to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. Uncomfortableness, always a very important thing to be around, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether that's mentally, emotionally, financially. I think it's very important to be in an aspect in life where financials aren't on point. They're not Mm -hmm. where you want to be, but you're going to bust your ass to get out of that. Remember how it felt to be in that position and never allow it to happen again. Definitely, man, definitely. Never let it happen again. I think that's key, you know, picking up and learning from your mistakes, always wondering how you can do something better, you know, to improve yourself, you know, for the world, for yourself and for the people around you. 100%, man. Yeah, man, I mean, we talk about learning from our mistakes. That's Mm -hmm. a sad thing all the time. I remember growing up as a kid, Mm -hmm. I would do things over and over Mm -hmm. again that my parents told me not to. Yeah, man. And it's just like... It comes a time when that switch flips and you really realize, yo, I need to start paying attention. I need to be more mindful to yeah. my surroundings, yeah. to my, um, the people I'm interacting with and how I'm interacting with them. Um, I know you said, you know, you've seen some, fam- some happy or friendly faces in Columbus. Mm-hmm. What's that like compared to L.A.? Um, let's see. L.A. culture, it's interesting. Uh, people aren't so rude. But drivers are okay. I mean, I guess if you have that attitude where you're willing to go out and meet and talk with people and not be an asshole, you'll find like-minded souls. Yeah, the right? energy will exactly. gravitate towards you. Exactly that, yeah. exactly. So I had I'd never had a problem with people being assholes towards me Yeah. or things of that nature because even if somebody gave off that vibe, even if 
I would just treat them with respect because I think that everybody just wants respect to be treated with respect no matter their station no matter where they come from in life you know so it's just about knowing we're all human we all have flaws and mistakes and I know that's insanely difficult especially in times like right now yeah but you know if I was, I was, I was wondering if people would treat me differently because I'm still driving around with California plates mm. so I was wondering if people would treat me differently because I'm from California from LA I'm a type of person Right, yeah. dress some type of way or something. But yeah. everybody I told him from California has been more inquisitive than judgmental. Absolutely. Right? I feel like in Columbus, it's like, a, oh, you're from L.A.? Because the big thing here, especially in the fashion, mm-hmm. the creative scene, the music scene is, you know, that's where people want to, that's where people mm-hmm. want to go to next here in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Columbus for us is that experimental city. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of people leave too quickly and go over there. And then they become that small dot again. They have mm. to, you know, spread their wings, but on a way different level of effort, on a way different level of focus, because they're put in a way different environment. Yeah. It's dope. It's crazy that you come from LA, now you're in Columbus. Yeah. And like I said, people are trying to go there. I guess with virtual, the brand, we're trying mm. to blow up in Columbus that before we go too. anywhere else, because... If you can do it here, mm-hmm. you can do it anywhere else. 100%. I think so because, I mean, the culture here for your brand, I think what you're doing is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, networking with other brands and creating some kind of f- familial experience. Yeah. And branching out that way. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, so many like-minded people have done the same thing, made great names for themselves in their cities. You know, John Mayer in Atlanta, he blew up. Yeah. I think it was Atlanta. If I'm wrong, I apologize. (laughs) We're all kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't judging here. I'm pretty sure, but he blew up. I mean, he was an instant success, and then he just went nationwide and then international, and then Kanye West, same thing. It was Chicago, then it was New York, then it was LA, and then yeah, yeah. Just the expansion is insane, and I think I think that what you're doing is so critical, right? Because you have to learn what to do here first. You're not going to be able to. I guess you can go to LA and learn, but it's going to be pretty intense because the competition's ridiculous ridiculous out there let's I mean, it's t- pretty crazy here too yeah i mean it, i think the competition here is definitely growing mm-hmm. we have people with um that are creating better intentions to create these projects with more with uh more of a takeaway for their audience more mm-hmm. of a connection but what you're saying is all these people did it from within within their communities yeah yeah and you know i relate that to myself the only way I can lead other people is if I can lead myself. The only way I can love other people is if I love myself. Yeah, yeah. So it all starts with the environment you have right here in the present moment. And most of the time people are forgetting that it's you. Mm-hmm. It's not that person's fault that you didn't get that or, you know, you're not making where you, what you want to be making. It starts with you, man. Yeah, it's yeah. about the habits you're putting in. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Like, you know, yeah. always focusing on being better than what you were yesterday. Yeah, man. Not overthinking the future. Truly taking the time to experience the present moment like we have right here. 100%. This amazing conversation yeah. we're having. Yeah. But this couldn't have been possible if, like you said, we didn't take care, of ourselves, take care of ourselves first. Exactly. You know, I mean, the things that we're saying out loud, I'm speaking from personal experience, but I feel like it's the same for you. I talk to myself this way. You know, yeah. This is these are my internal monologues, just now in a dialogue with you. Yeah, and that's awesome. That's right? Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's just how I live my life. I think that's how. Not all, not forever, 
I mean, that's not how it's always been. Uh, I've learned to. You had to work have to towards that. Exactly. You had to, right? you had to, you had to work t- to get to that. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and that that goes into a whole other thing too. Is I uh, I put out like a little story on Instagram talking about you know I want everyone to focus on this week putting in the actual work. Mm-hmm. We all have these ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be a conceptual person, but mm-hmm. you actually need to act on it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you think it might not work, fucking try. Right, right. And if it doesn't, whoop de doo you know, you're gonna <laughs> exactly. get up. Yeah. Get up and do it again. And that's what people are missing is yeah. like the the reason these people are where they're at is because they put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. They exactly. didn't just jump around the bush. Um, you know, it's very rare just, you know, these success stories where people are just handed cash, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're listening to them about college dropouts, high school dropouts, starting their own businesses, evolving them, you know, after 10, 15 years to where they're at now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, yeah, that stopped me for such a long time, too. I mean, fear, even the thought of failure, you know, stopped me. But it was just a thought. I didn't even know if it existed at the time. E- even if failure does exist for me in the future, OK, I'll get over it. Because that's what you do, you just adapt. You know, I, I feel as if someone's success is always just a measure of their ability to adapt mm-hmm. to any kind of certain situation. Just get up and do it better, yeah. I guess. You know, um, yeah, man, I agree with that completely. Failure is such a debilitating thing. And, uh, you know, the th- crazy thing is all the successful people that you know and love, everybody that you consider a mentor online they've gone through all the fear too they've just learned to push past it yeah to where you know they've reached a success and even they still feel fear absolutely i mean i feel like um entrepreneurship is glorified as well just Mm -hmm. on social media because you always see people posting about their successes yeah but never about the failures and it's just like damn maybe we need to start embracing that to our audience that yo i did this project and it didn't go as planned but I'm not going to fucking quit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to get back on my pedal, get back on my horse and keep trotting away. Yeah, definitely. And that's what people got to realize. It's just like, mm-hmm. keep breaking barriers. Yeah, you failed. But like, I'm telling you, one of these times you're going to succeed and it's going to be a big thing. You're going to elevate way farther than you thought you would. And then 100%. your mentality is just going to be there. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, even Jeff Bezos, his, uh, he has this very, he has this quote and it goes something, I think along the lines of, um, yo, damn, stubborn on the outcome, but flexible on the details. Mm. So stubborn on the vision, vision, such a strong word, right? Such a strong word. Stubborn on vision, flexible on details. And it's just about how, I mean... Even he started, he was making six plus figures in Wall Street before he moved to Seattle and started Amazon. And it yeah. wasn't even Amazon at first. It was Kadabra. You know, but how many people know that? How many people know that he's been... I didn't know tri- that. Exactly. <laughs> it's trial and error. And you see entrepreneurs, you see successes, and you see numbers. And it's intimidating, it's daunting, and everybody yeah. wants to be there already. But Amazon's been in business for 20 years and has had near three or four different bankruptcies near yeah so i mean it's crazy you said everyone wants to be there already Mm -hmm. i would say get that out of your head because if i was already a popping brand Mm -hmm. or 
jumped right to that from the gateway, I would not be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the team, the tools, the resources right, right. to truly maintain that before falling off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's like going at your own pace. You might see your buddy, you know, he's making six figures, mm-hmm. 21. Right. Good for him. Support him. But don't compare yourself to yeah, that person, not. you know? Yeah. We all have our own path. We're all going to get to where we want to be at different times. Yeah, yeah. Some people start earlier than others. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would say my mentality has been developed quicker than people my age. And it's my job to... You know, try and influence those people to get them on track as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very important, giving back to the community because 100%. they obviously haven't been around the right people to experience that. So how are they going to think, feel, or do like that? You exactly, know? exactly, right? And I mean, that makes me curious because you're so young. Have you, I mean, what did your parents do? How did you learn to want to branch out and take risks and, you know, be kind of crazy? Where yeah. did you learn that from? Honestly, I learned that my first semester at Cincinnati, like, mm-hmm. obviously, the actions I was doing there, like, as far as partying wasn't positive, mm-hmm. but I met a lot, a lot of people there, oh. people that I'm still friends with now, and it's like, that's when I knew I could network. Interesting. In high school, I wasn't really friends with a set group of people. I would be friends with multiple groups, and it was just like, I was able to get along with more people than not. Yeah. You know, being able to create a vibe to make other people feel welcome, feel happy, feel involved. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm at my point now, it's like you tie that with the inspiration. You tie Mm -hmm. that with the hard work. You tie that with the passion and the confidence. And it's just like, you know, if you're in a room with me, you're going to be able to feel my energy. You know, if Mm -hmm. it's down, the whole room's going to feel it. If it's up everyone's going to be trying to be happy and lifted. Yeah. And that's how it's got to be. That's, dude, that's, that's really, really cool, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess going back to answering your question, um, when I first, I know I mentioned you, I, I used to live on campus. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, that's when I really started meeting new people in Columbus. So like now it's been a year. Um, and truly, you know, the virtual brands community yeah. is very far and wide. That's really cool, man. So that's the goal, right? Absolutely. Upwards and outwards. The goal ultimately is for me to be able to truly touch each member of the community mm-hmm. in a unique way. Yeah. Cause I only, I don't know all my customers. Yeah. I see them buy merch. I see their following, but I don't actually know them on a personal level mm-hmm. or a deeper level. That's a goal of mine That's to see how I can help them yeah. reach my arm out and pull them up the ladder, or maybe they pull me up their ladder. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a virtual kind of a consequence of wanting to help people, and then it became a clothing brand, or was it? Or did you know from from the start you wanted it to be both right from the beginning? It's a very good question. Virtual started as a clothing brand because okay. clothing to me in that time was super fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Playing soccer, you know, we'd wear windbreakers, Adidas soccer pants. That was the style. Mm-hmm. We already kind of knew how to dress. But now, looking in 2020, as of what, July 15th? Okay. I would say Virtual's clothing is a compliment to the brand. That's I th- awesome. I think the, the brand is way bigger than just clothing. That's yes. just an aspect. Yeah. We're truly here to help other people along their journey. Yeah. Elevate. Yeah. Be the best people they can be mm-hmm. and connect the dots. Be the gap in the bridge so you can get from point A to B. 
Nice, man. I like how you're separating brand and clothing. I mean, I think when people think of brands, you think of the merchandise. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way. And it no. can be so much more about the outreach and the fellowship, you know, and um, what the people that subscribe to the brand, how they interpret the meaning in the clothing. And exactly. Building a community, I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's super noble and it's uh, awesome. I mean, it's a... Uh... It's fun to right. get to know new people. And then also, and like, I would say one thing I've gotten away from is the word networking. Interesting. I don't like the word networking because it's like a term that people feel obligated to where they need to help someone else in a business relationship. Interesting. I feel like you're skipping steps when you're going to a networking event. I think first you should truly sit down, get to know the person Get to know how they react to certain situations. Get to know how they react with their emotions. What they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. If the script fits yours, if it fits your story, your vision, Mm -hmm. then yeah, like I'm gonna be more than likely to not help this person, to not give them the tools, the resources, the network if they want it. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. But like networking, I feel like has been especially from an entrepreneurship level, it's like, yeah, networking is super good, Mm -hmm. but it's like that person's almost obligated to give you a connection. But it's like, I don't think that's how it's got to be. I think you got to earn that. I think you got to get to know that person before giving that energy off. Yeah, right. That's funny because I never actually thought too deeply on the word networking. I, I always just kind of considered it connecting and from a business standpoint. And that's actually something that's, you know, thrown around in L.A. for acting. Oh, you need to go to parties and network. And that always felt very daunting because that's not that's not something I was never good at. But I guess unconsciously, I kind of reframed the word networking into just being kind of social and being yourself and attracting like minded people. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. Right. I mean, I I think I'm saying is creating a deeper connection. I see. see. Opening up to someone quicker than they would. Not even quicker than what they would think. Mm-hmm. It's just like having this open source conversation. Yeah, right. Um, which is another thing I think is super important too, especially during these times with so much information going on. But obviously, we can't only consume so much. Mm-hmm. Why not be an open source for your community? Yeah. Yes, I have a brand. Yes, I have certain manufacturers. Yes, I have certain photographers and models I work with. I don't care to give them out to other brands to elevate Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. because if we're not all working together, then how are we all going to get to the top? That's interesting, man. That's really, really interesting. If you have a brand that has a certain following and that following doesn't rock with another brand, you know, that's only going to hinder someone else's growth. Mm -hmm. So truly it's like, yo, let's all put our, put our, all of our own hands in this pot of gold and hopefully we all come out with a chip. Awesome. And then each time we put one, like one back in or something, we come out with more and more, you know? Awesome, man. Um, obviously, some grow quicker than others based on the mindset, based on the habits, mm-hmm. and based on the people they're around, surrounded by. So. Yeah. That's really, really interesting, man. Yeah. I love how you just re- redefined the word and made it work for you. You know, I think that a lot of successful people in life create their own vocabulary and stick to it because yeah. you know it's all it's all in the vein of making life and you know your vocabulary work for you i think we speak to ourselves obviously um, um 
too often in condescending ways that inhibit growth and create fear and yeah. just don't promote just some kind of positive reaction. But I think that's what we need. I think that's what we need. I've, I'd love to say that, you know, take the fear out of being courageous in life, see the yeah. beauty and being yourself, you know, and, and there's a lot of just negative connotations and the way we talk to ourselves and the way we think about our future. It's scary. Definitely. And, and like I said, that comes down to, you know, what your closest friend interprets, you know, a certain outcome, how they mm-hmm. react to it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're if you're only used to that, you're going to be like, oh, shit, I need to be down about this, yeah. too. Yeah. But in reality, you know, if I'm with my friends and we go off and do something, it doesn't work out. You know, we're going to laugh, smile about it, yeah, right. evaluate the situation yeah. and see what we can do better next time. It's Definitely. like, oh, damn. We probably shouldn't do this next time, but next time I feel like we could do this and they go a lot smoother. Yeah, definitely. And that's when you're really onto something. That's when you have a relationship to build upon. Right, right. And, you know, spread greatness to. Yeah, and I think you touched on something, you know, also about the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. You know, inspired, like-minded souls that want to do better by the community and therefore themselves, you know, in ways to just rock it and lift everybody up. I think that's exactly. be the goal. You know? Exactly. And you're telling people stories, you're trying to meet people for podcasts, and I'm kind of trying to do the same thing, telling people's stories, and it's a beautiful thing, it's life. Through automotive, through coding, through your own unique way. Mm. It's coming down to, I think a lot of people I'm with realize that the storytelling aspect as a a leader, as an entrepreneurship, Mm. is immense. Super. You know, it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, You know, if I talk about 2040 a dark world and my past collection you know mm. it's 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 a futuristic story you know mm. it's not it's not real but you could pick, you can envision it in your mind you can envision it in your head interesting as if it's a sci-fi movie yeah and and, and that's how good it was that's how good these stories need to be you know when you're building them yeah 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 you know escaping your darkness finding your light by entering a portal yeah that's something it's we can envision thing, you know Tron, like yeah, any so of that stuff, bro. Yeah, I mean, instantly you say the words and you connect it with some kind of visual imagery. Exactly. And it's funny that you say that because Virgil Abloh's first collection with Louis Vuitton is a story. Okay. It comes from Off-White, which is, you know, whites and blacks, Off-White. Yeah. And then, well, he tells the story of the Wizard of Oz through his collection. That's he paints, crazy. He paints the, what's it, the runway in rainbow colors. As Dorothy does the rainbow and she appears in a world of color. Was that in uh, Paris? Yeah, I believe so. Dude, that fashion show is insane. Yeah, and all the people of, you know, all the, um, all the blacks he had walking and then just bringing the culture together was awesome. It was dude. cool because he had like people from like any industry you could right, think exactly. of. Like exactly. athletes. Yeah. Like people like, a, there was some 17 year old model from LA there, you That's know, it's just like. And uh, a, a striker from Arsenal, the the EPL from mm. the EPL soccer team was there. It's like super cool. He's really he's really um, picking, but like he's showing other people that like it doesn't have to be just a model. It can be a figure. Yeah. In in their respective environment, that's a leader that's doing something above and beyond. Yeah. Right. And I think that's super important. You know, I mean, I think the idea of beauty that plagues fashion is is really hurtful to some. You know, in terms oh, of forming ideals and in terms of forming an identity, 
you know, it's it can be very damaging to compare yourself to others and, you know, yeah. limit yourself based on the comparisons you make. I, I mean, another thing with people, like, obviously the way fashion has been set up for the past, I don't even know how many years, it's like, it's a very exclusive mm. industry. Mm-hmm. To be at these fashion shows, you got to know you know people to be at these fashion parties you got to get the invite you know it's just like it's not that easy to be a part of that high fashion community you got to earn that shit by quote-unquote networking Mm -hmm. you know hopefully the power of media and just you know people tapping in seeing what you're doing Mm -hmm. can you know break a couple barriers from that Mm -hmm. instead of having to be in that moment being it be the experience but it's an interesting industry, man. It's very it's saturated. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of brands. And this is another thing I see just based in Columbus is, you know, a lot of people have brands, but they have it for like a, it's for an, a cool aesthetic. Interesting. They're not extremely passionate about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see, you know, different levels and I guess how long how long your term or how long that lifespan of the brand lasts yeah 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 when that happens too oh definitely i guess going back to photography i mean how long you've been doing that and has it is obviously that's an extremely competitive market yeah in la you guys have probably have more exotics out exotic cars out there than than we do in columbus times 10 so i went to a car meet actually just last um last weekend to well, network right and um but yeah everywhere you go in la there's someone that's pushing something pretty crazy um and in terms of photography i my dad gave me my first camera which was his first camera from the 70s mm. this um this canon a1 and back then i think that was a thousand two thousand dollar camera so multi thousand dollars today or something and so that was his prized possession. He gave me to that when I was 13. And oh, yeah. So That's awesome. Quite some time. Quite some time. I actually gave that camera to my girlfriend. Um, so for a long time, I fell in love with film photography and uh, what photographers were doing and just how people captured life. And you know, were telling stories with photographs. People like Ansel Adams. I don't know if you've heard of him. But his black and white photography is just insane and then also being in love with art Pablo Picasso Henri Matisse and falling in love with fashion I quickly fell in love with fashion photography yeah so people like Heinrich Perrion Cameron Hammond um, Mikhail Pudelka they were just doing these really really great things with you know these beautiful people men and women absolutely um, kind of not being intimidated but really finding that their talent was so huge. Also, Matt Abad, who's huge on Instagram. Um, yeah, Matt Abad's story is actually really interesting. He was very nervous to do anything with photography, but he loved it so much. And it was actually his friends that sent his photographs to agencies. Mm. And so he got picked up immediately because people loved his create, creative output. So it wasn't even his belief in himself that got him to where he was. It's crazy. But his friends' belief in it's him. It's crazy what your friends can do for exactly, you, Exactly, right? Exactly. When they yeah, shed they the really light mean. towards you and they say, honestly, it's like a very good reminder of how much you've grown or progressed mm-hmm. when you interact with your friends. It's mm-hmm. like, damn, dude, I'm really proud of you. Like last year you were doing this, but look at you now. Yeah. Like don't ever stop. And we all need that encouragement 
from the people we're closest to. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not receiving that, honestly, um, you need you need better friends that yeah, are going to yeah. lift you up and allow you to elevate and transcend mm-hmm. through the barriers. Yeah, yeah, right. That's actually That's funny awesome. because... I mean, it's really cool even meeting you. I think I've known you for only about a week and a half. Yeah. But we're able to have this... For those of you that... Yeah. This man is literally my neighbor. <laughs> about five doors down. <laughs> he literally, t- he literally texts me today. He's like, oh, you need somebody for that podcast? Absolutely. Let's run that. You know, it's the authenticism that we're trying to create here. Yeah, exactly. You know, with our community. Yeah. And neighbor is your closest community, almost one of your closest community members. Yeah. If anything goes down, you want to be close to the people next to you. 100%. So. Yeah. Yeah. To have that neighborly vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's been nice. It's been really nice to meet, to meet and surround yourself with like-minded people. In LA, actually, not until I started pursuing acting about two years ago, that I start to meet really, really ambitious people. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of a shock to me because people are actually awesome. People have so many awesome stories. People are coming from Australia, from Europe. I bet. Just to work with this acting teacher for a few months only and deciding they loved LA and then moving out here for good. So people were literally moving internationally to LA to pursue their dreams. Holy crap. Yeah. Do people's level of courage out there, I mean, compared to mine, I wasn't really comparing myself, but. It was really, really such a, a beautiful thing to see, filling yourself with people and surrounding yourself with people that were super ambitious um, and just refused to be afraid. They couldn't be afraid because they had a huge set of plans for themselves. And it's, it's really, really insane. So my actually my childhood friends, the friend, the friend that I had for 12 years, he, you know, no, not disparaging against him at all. Um, we're not friends anymore though, but he never had those huge dreams and nobody I knew in my life had yeah. really crazy sure. you know, pictures for themselves in sure. the future. So I didn't know what it, how it felt to just go and do it. Just mm-hmm. go and do it. So for years and years and years and years, I was just afraid. I was working as much as I could. I was making decent money, but I wasn't happy. And not until I stopped working, made way less. I started pursuing my dreams that I have some kind of fulfillment in my life. And Absolutely. Um, I, I don't think that I learned it too late because we're all going at our own pace. But I, yeah, I guess I do wish I felt that sooner. You know, and I feel like it's up to people like you and me to make all the mistakes so we can back, give back to our community so they don't have to make those mistakes. So exactly. they can find the success for themselves. Exactly, man. Right? The younger generation, what, what happens after us? That's, that, that's why I do everything I do, man, is for the youth. Mm-hmm. Um, this upcoming collection we have going on It's a Black Lives Matter collection mm. If you're listening to that You know, you're getting a little tidbit as to what's going on Cool You know, we're going from 2040 back to 2020 mm-hmm. And it's all about defending the future That's awesome It's all about giving back to the youth Educating people on what's going on in our social climate mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, we're doing We're taking all these risks We're taking all, you know the pain, the hurt, the sweat, the blood, and the tears for other people so that they don't have to go through that. Yeah, right, right. And this is something that's been going on, I mean, for centuries, man. 1776, the Civil War, you know? I don't know if anybody's seen Hamilton, but it, this touches on ideas from 300 years ago. What, yeah. You know, people are going through today. There's the injustice. Exactly. And it's a hurtful thing, and it's it's always a progression, and I hope one day that it 
doesn't become a, that it's not a thing. I but mean, it's it, a lot of work, like you said, I think. It might not be in our lifetimes, yeah. but you know, for our kids' lifetimes, mm-hmm. all we can do is spread that message yeah, of yeah. equality, of you know, using your creativity as mm-hmm. a expression of freedom. Right. You know? Right. Um, but yeah, man, I mean it, it we just gotta plant the seeds exactly that's exactly what i was thinking and you know i feel like we've been planting a lot of seeds in this conversation um and you know plants don't become full plants in a day 100 percent. so just creating that example in january of this year my friends introduced meditation to me Interesting. like i actually meditated for the first time okay nice and it was an uncomfortable thing you know mm-hmm. i didn't know if i was doing it right 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 and that that's most people's reactions is am i, am I doing this right mm-hmm. fast forward to july it's a daily habit nice. the seed was planted in january but the one thing that i did differently than what some people wouldn't do is i watered the seed nice man and that's by that repetition that mm-hmm. consistency yeah and that belief that oh this does help me this does help me allow me to progress and be the best person i can be exactly right you know i think you said a lot of key words too repetition consistency keeping all these things that you're learning a conscious thought because you have to learn them and then adapt them into your life until they become normal until it is your new way of acting and proceeding you have to develop new habits yeah for your future self man yeah i feel like covid is the year of new habits man it should be yeah it should be and people are just like there is like it's not going back to normal this is the new normal exactly it's a being able to also have these two issues in our lives racial injustice Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a virus yeah but also be able to still go after your passion right and not give a fuck man put your head down yeah yeah and just start running it's like there's always going to be these things going on and yes as leaders we got to do whatever we can to support that Mm -hmm. diffuse that yeah but we got to keep doing what we do to inspire our community 100 percent, man yeah if if you're stagnant at all in this time of pure nothingness almost for a lot of people for the millions of unemployed out there you know if you're stuck doing nothing or doing the same things you know you would have done on your day off what have you been doing with all this time yeah how long has been going on almost six months right five months started now? in uh in march like okay the beginning of march so four months now yeah i mean it's a great time to just revitalize and it's almost 120 days crazy that's weird it's weird to think that in this time because I didn't even know I was moving to Columbus until June. Yeah. At the beginning of June. Yeah. So, um... It's crazy to make a move, man. Uh, yeah. Ballsy, man. Respect to you. Oh, thank you, man. Thank Respect. You. It's all about pursuing my passion and my dream. And first and foremost, it was just being with my girlfriend. Absolutely. So I'm just adapting my life around that. Love is the most powerful drug. Dude. 100%. And I think that, you know, if you find that someone... My biggest thing is just love fearlessly. No matter what it is. No matter who it is. Man, just give your all to somebody. The thing is, I love so much Shakespeare. I love plays. I think everybody loves movies. And the way movies are written, the way love is movies and the way love is written in movies, um, it's really bombastic and it's 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 written in a way that I think we all want, but don't know how to get there. So I just kind of decided if I ever meet a girl that is I just can't stop thinking about. I'm just going to give my all to her the way someone, a character in Shakespeare would. Hell yeah, dude. So, I fucking love that, dude. Hell yeah. And, and That's awesome. 
it's turned out, well, I think, amazingly, more than amazingly for me, so. I'm That's super rare, by the way. Yeah, super right? rare. You should right. be really blessed to have that Thank you, man. Thank deep you. connect. Because, yeah, you can create a deep connection, but it's like when you add love with that, you're connecting with that person on a way different level than anybody else. Would. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One, it's two people, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just a relationship, it's a companionship. Yeah, right. And that's what we want to start creating with the people we're close to. It's mm-hmm. a companionship. 100%. I feel like relationships is just a broad term now. Yeah. Let's deepen that. Right? I want to know who I'm with. I want to know your flaws. Exactly. And I want to see you in your best times and your worst times. Exactly, man. And, and I'm still going to be here. And appreciate I'm, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. still going to be here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, my girlfriend's the quirkiest, weirdest person. She has, she's so particular in so many ways, but I couldn't, if she was any, if she was any more moderate, you know, than she is so extreme, I would never want to dampen that spirit, man. I mean, I'm an actor. I love people that cry and get mad over stupid shit. Yeah. I love that. because Emotions what... are powerful. Exactly. And I, I, I would never want to dampen that at all because that's, that's what I'm about. That's what I'm about, man. I love emotions. So just moving into the end of our podcast, um, what is one thing, because I know we just talked about the youth and, you know, giving them the, the path and the tools to elevate What's one thing you would say to the new generation coming up that's really helped you be where you're at now? Man, it's just about being okay with who you are. I think that so often everything is so visual. Instagram, TikTok, ads, YouTube. It's everything is so visual, but being okay in your own shoes and knowing that you're way more than enough. And Man, well, I'll just I'll just say one philosophy I had that really led me to um, what I what I know to be beauty now. This, uh, hmm. well, I was looking at some trees in a coffee shop, and well, you know, we think trees are beautiful. We think a tiger's stripes are beautiful. We think a sunset is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But a sunset doesn't know it's beautiful. A tiger does. A tiger's stripes don't know that they're freaking, you know, insane and crazy. Yeah, they just exist for the sake of existing. Exactly. And they're just beautiful because they are, not because we give it that attribute. And so it really led me to believe that we should just be learning how to exist in our own shoes and learning how to move forward without the labels people give us as we grow up. I'm a short guy. I was told I wouldn't make it in Hollywood because of my height. Did I care? I I can't care at that end. Because if I listened to what everybody said, I never would have pursued my dream and I never would have glimpsed happiness. So if we're going to act um, in a way of by the labels that people create for us and not the ones mm-hmm. we create for ourselves, sure. you know, people call me short. People say I'm handsome, whatever. I'm a photographer. I'm a creative. I could care less about what other people think about me. So I'm moving forward as a creative, not as a handsome dude, because I could care less at that point. I found what I need. I found my life partner. So at that point, being attractive probably has no other use outside of it mm. so powerful just, yeah man just find ways to find new and better things to call yourself and, and move forward with that and then find passions in life and you don't have to have them right away but just know that everything comes to you at some point if you're looking for it absolutely. you have to look for it though you have to look for it absolutely and you know I just want to kind of wrap this up and say you know first of all thank you to sean 
for being on the fifth episode of the virtual experience. Thank you, Robert. And if you listen to this last part, you know, he's ultimately talking about creating this level of positivity mm-hmm. in your mind. Exactly, yeah. You know, stop telling yourself you don't look good enough or you can't get this girl because mm-hmm. you fucking can. You know, it's all about your mindset and what you're feeding your mind, what you're feeding your soul, and what you're feeding your body. So true. It's all three. And yes, it is a lot of work. Yeah. But if you want to live a happy life, you got to put the work in. It doesn't just come to you. You got to put the work in. The work is the fun part. Cool, man. Remy, thank you, dude. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, let's go, dude. That was incredible. That was awesome, man. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you.